Well, let me say to you, church, good morning and merry, merry Christmas to you. It is good to be together in God's house with God's people, you know. At Christmas, I want to be with my family. And here this Christmas, I get to be with my family, my church family. We are a family together, and it is good, good to be here. Seems like we were here just a few hours ago. Um, of course, many of us were here last night, just a few hours ago. Boy, what a sweet time we had at all of our Christmas Eve services uh, yesterday. I know many of you joined us for that special time as the body of Christ. And now how blessed we are to be able to worship at church this Christmas morning. Now, whether your Christmas festivities all took place last night or maybe very early this morning, some of you, or maybe like my family, you're waiting until after lunch this afternoon and after church. I don't know, but either way, I'm just so grateful that you're here worshiping with us today, here, now, at First Hurst on Christmas morning. Now, as most of you know, we have been talking about the best gifts all month long. And we continue that today. Our Advent devotional book that I trust your families have been reading together, our Advent devotional book has led us to recognize 24 wonderful gifts that the Lord has given us. Our Sunday morning worship is focused on gifts that we have because of Jesus, because He came into the world. We talked about the gift of truth. We talked about the gift of purpose the gift of life. Yesterday, it was the gift of grace. And all of that culminates and concludes this Christmas morning as we talk about the best gift ever given. And of course, it's no surprise that's the gift of Jesus. We, we turn again to John's gospel this Christmas morning, and we're going to look quickly. I promise it will be quick this morning. This may be the shortest sermon you ever hear from me, in fact. All right, but uh, we're going to look quickly at what is without a doubt the most well-known verse in all of Scripture, and I believe the very best summary of what Christmas is really about. Our focus is on John 3.16 today, where we read these words. We'll put them on the screen. You may know them by heart. But let me read them from the Word of God today. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. And here from John 3.16, let me just point out a few things that we learn about the very best gift. And the first thing we notice is, of course, the giver. And the giver is God. For it says, God gave. Now, now, you know how things are shaking out in millions of homes this morning. Kids are running to their parents going, hey, look, look what I got. Isn't this awesome? And mom and dad are going, that's great. Who's it from? Uh, I don't, I don't know. And so this conversation is happening between moms and dads and their kids. Like, you have to look at the tag to see who it's from. Some of you have already had that conversation this weekend, haven't you? All right. Yep, it's already happened because that's just what goes down. Because it's important to know who the gift is from. Well, this gift of Jesus, it is distinctly from the Lord. The Almighty, eternal creator of all is the very one who has given us the best gift. Because you see, he is the best gift giver. Now, don't tell her I said this, but he's even better than grandma. All right? <laughs> 
He is the one who knows you best. He knows exactly what your heart longs for. He knows what you truly need. The giver is God. Secondly, from John 3, 16, we noticed this morning the heart behind the gift. It says God so loved. Now, you're probably familiar with uh, this notion of buying gifts, some of them simply out of obligation, right? You bought some obligation gifts, you know, like that one you bought for your cousin's wife's brother's stepson, that kid who you've never even met, but you got word that he might be at the Christmas gathering this afternoon. And so your wife said, well, you got to buy a gift and have it for that kid. And you're like, I don't even know who this kid is, but you buy a gift out of obligation, right? Are, my, are we the only ones that do that? No? No? Okay. No, there are some gifts we buy out of obligation. But I assure you, the best gift ever given, it was not motivated by obligation. You make no mistake about it. God was not obligated to give us anything, certainly not the gift of Jesus. But this is a gift that God gave out of his grace and out of love, pure and genuine. Now, if you've ever given a gift like that, a gift given purely out of love alone, well, then you understand that this is the kind of gift that delights the heart of the giver more even than the recipient. You know what I'm talking about. God gave us the best gift from a heart of love for each of us, and it delights his own heart to bless us with the gift of Jesus. Still in John 3.16, we find a third thing about uh, this verse, and that is the addressee, and that is the, the, the ones to whom the gift was given. It says, for God so loved the world. Because you see, this mighty love of God, it extends to every human. We are all of us the objects of God's great affection and his boundless love. I hope you realize there is no favoritism with the Lord. He loves people of all heritages, people of all skin colors, people of all backgrounds, and that includes yours. He loves people of all economic standings, people with all types of character, all kinds of experiences, all kinds of faults in their history. He loves people of all, and you fill in the blank, because God loves all people, and that means he loves you. And he's given the best gift. He's given Jesus for you. It's yours. This gift is yours to unwrap and enjoy even today. It says God so loved the world that he, he gave his only son. This is the substance of the gift. He gave his only son. He gave that which is most precious to him. Now, you see, um, prior to God's great work and wonders he performed in creation, even before that, God was completely fulfilled in himself, in his own glorious existence as the triune Godhead inhabiting eternity. He was completely fulfilled because of the infinite love between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And yet to redeem mankind, he gave of himself. He gave the ultimate object of his perfect love, Jesus. You see, God the Son, he is precisely the gift that we most needed and the gift that we would most enjoy. 
Jesus, the one pure, holy, sinless, all-sufficient Savior, truly is the best gift. God gave the very best. He gave himself. We see number five then, the limit of this gift, the limit of the gift. It says, God so loved the world, he gave his only son that whoever believes in him. Now, this, this love of God and this gift of Jesus, it is broad enough to include whoever, but it's narrowed to include only those who believe in him. You see this amazing, perfect gift, Jesus, God the Son, Unfortunately, it does not reach everyone because not everyone believes in him, trusts in him. You know, we have a Christmas gift at my house. It's in the closet, it's wrapped, and it's, it's ready to go. And it's been there since last Christmas. I don't know what it is. I don't know who it's for. I just know there's this box. It's a pretty good-sized box that's been sitting in this closet all year long. Whoever that gift was for didn't get it last year, and we haven't unwrapped it to see what it is or who it's for. We don't, there's not even a tag on the thing. Like, there's just this Christmas gift that's wrapped up. Is it doing anyone any good? No. It's just taking up space in my closet. And it's, it's kind of like that gift in the closet this gift of Jesus, it's effective only for those who receive the gift by faith. Only those who believe in him, those who trust in his sacrifice on the cross of Calvary. The gift is effectual only for those who come to understand the gospel and believe that we can be saved from sin by grace alone through faith in him. You see, if you never receive the gift if you never receive the best gift, if you never receive Jesus as your Savior, that gift really has no effect for you. It's kind of like that gift in my closet. It's doing you no good. We see finally then the impact of this gift, the impact. It says that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. This is the unspeakable hope of the best gift ever given. It's, it's truly the gift that keeps on giving. Unlike that cheese of the month club membership that somebody got you or, or whatever gift it is, right, that maybe you received this year that makes you just kind of scratch your head and going, what were they thinking? Like, I mean, you've gotten gifts like that, that, you know, it's like you smile and you say, thanks, that's great. And then you go in the next room and look on your phone to see what store carries this that I can get store credit at if I return this thing. Like, do they even know me? Why would they give me that? No, it's not like that gift. This gift of eternal life in Jesus, I want to guarantee you it is perfect, uh, perfectly, exactly, and precisely what you need. The gift of Jesus gives eternal life today, here and now and for eternity. He gives us a very certain assurance of a home in heaven when our days of this earthly life come to an end. The gift, it, this gift is rescue from the penalty of our sin. And in place of that penalty, we can receive everlasting life in Christ. For you see, God so loved the world that he gave his only son 
that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. You know, one of my own favorite Christmas memories comes from the year when my son was about seven or eight years old, I think. I can't remember exactly. In fact, just this week, sitting in our living room, Stephanie asked him, you know, what was the best gift you ever got? And he referred to this same story. Now, that year, he, he hadn't even thought to ask for this, hadn't even dreamed of it. But his mom and I scrounged up enough money to get him a Nintendo GameCube video game system that year. All right, now that's kind of dating it a little bit. Yes, we're almost 20 years ago. It's been a while, all right? But um, he hadn't even asked for this. This was the first video game console he got. It was totally unexpected. It wasn't even on his wish list. He was blindsided to receive this. And man, he thought he had won the lottery. I mean, he was so jazzed, overcome with excitement. And if you know Jeffrey, he, he's a lot like me, all right? We don't do excited, all right? That's just, that's just not our thing, all right? But he was so excited that, that, that morning when he, when he got this, overcome. And like, he, he didn't know what to do with himself. He's just kind of like turning, he, he, he just wasn't sure how to respond to this thing. And when he couldn't figure out, should he sit down? Should he stand up? Should he pace around the living room? Finally, he just walked over to the couch, threw his arms around Stephanie and said, I love you, Mom. I mean, that, that, was, that was how he responded to this incredible gift. And I assure you that, not the game system, but that hug, a genuine expression of love, that was the best gift for his mom that year. And you know this gift of Jesus? Of course, it's even better than a new video game system. Some kids this morning might have a hard time agreeing with that, I understand, all right? But, but it truly is. But let me tell you, like that special memory years ago when my young son just couldn't contain himself, the gift of Jesus overwhelms us with such joy, such excitement and fulfillment. Sometimes it leaves us kind of like that little boy, just not knowing what to do with ourselves. And all we can do is express our praise and our gratitude and our love to our Savior, how it must delight the heart of our God when our blessings in Him just bubble up and leave us with nothing to say, but I love you, Lord. So, this Christmas morning, I pray for you two things. Number one, that you will leave here today knowing that you have received the best gift, the gift of Jesus. And if you don't know that, oh, it will be a thrill of hope to visit with you today about how you can know that Jesus is your Savior. Let's talk about it after the service this morning. I know it's Christmas. We've all got busy plans after church today. But man, I assure you, nothing on our schedules is more important than talking with you about how you can be forgiven and saved from sin to eternal life in Christ. I pray that you'll, that you'll leave here knowing you have received that gift. Secondly, I pray you'll continue to celebrate God's best gift to us and that it will explode into a heartfelt expression of genuine love for our Savior somewhere in that pile of wrapping paper and toys and boxes that maybe fills your living room today. Take some time to maybe just throw your hands in the air and say tenderly, I love you, Lord.
May that be our gift to him this Christmas. For he truly is the best giver of the best gift. Amen? Amen. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you today for the best gift. Oh, this is a sweet time. And we have sweet memories of Christmas. And we say thank you for each of those. God, it's all really because you gave the best gift. You gave yourself for our salvation. We say thank you. And Father, this morning, if there be one among us who does not know that they've received this gift of salvation in Jesus Christ, even on this Christmas morning, may they have the courage to say, hey, can we talk about that? I need to understand the gospel. May this be a day of salvation. And God, for all of us, may it be a day in which we are just so overcome with your genuine gift of love to us that we would just say, I love you, Lord. Thank you for your blessings. Be honored as we continue to worship, we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.